Welcome back to the Peanut Butter and Mountains podcast. This is episode number 60-something. I don't know, because I don't know when I'm going to actually release this. So it's going to be something number 60. We're going to be getting into today what it's like quitting my job and being a content creator nine months after the fact of me doing it, which was in January 19th of this year in 2023. And so if you are interested in becoming a content creator, specifically an outdoor content creator, I'm going to talk about what my days look like, what's really good about it, what's kind of sucks about it, and then what my goals are going forward. And so this is going to be a very valuable episode to you because you are going to really understand and get a feel for if this is something that you might like doing or something maybe that you wouldn't like doing. And as I always say, and just as a reminder, if you are interested in doing this by the end of the episode, I'm going to leave a link to the Outdoor Creator Academy in the show notes below. We have a student in there that just increased his Instagram following by 800% in the last 30 days. Uh, quite incredible, but not that hard to do if you understand the concepts and you're making videos how I teach them in the course. But also, not only that, you're going to be understanding how to partner with brands in as little as 30 days as well. So it's kind of a two-part thing of how you make money online, which is your own brand. And then with UGC, we teach both of those things. You get access to both courses for only $200. So actually 197. But without further ado, let's get into the things that are good and bad and things that I've learned. So things that I have learned within the last nine months. So probably the biggest thing that I've learned since I've gotten into this business world is that business is a total roller coaster. And so what I mean by that is some months you're totally feeling yourself and some months you're a little bit down on yourself. You're wondering like, where am I going to get paid? How am I going to get paid and stuff like that? And, and so just understanding that this is totally cyclical, like this is totally seasonal. It, it really goes in waves. And the best way that I can relate this to is also my dating life, which is also seems to be very cyclical or up and down. You know, some, some weeks you're like, yeah, I'm the man. And then some weeks you're you're thinking, okay, what just happened? Where'd all my where uh, all the people that I was talking to go, right? And so <laughs> it's the same thing with business. And so I've come to understand this as it's very cyclical, it's very seasonal. And so understanding that whatever period you're in, whether it's good or bad, is not going to last forever. So you're going to be able to dig yourself out of that as long as you keep going forward. And I think that's the most important thing also that I've learned as be, becoming my own boss and being an entrepreneur is that you have to keep just going forward no matter what. And the more leads that you try to get, the wider your net, the the more you're, you are going to get. And so typically it's going to, you, you know, the relationship to how much work you put in to how much work you get out is pretty, what, cor- correlative, maybe if that if that's even a word. Basically, the more work that you put in, usually the more work that you'll get out of that. The other thing that I've learned is, man, the algorithms. Okay, so if you're on social media, one of the, obviously I'm, I'm big on social media, and the algorithms are constantly changing, just constantly. And so one of the things I talk about a lot in my course are actual concepts of how to build an Instagram following or a TikTok following or, an, or a YouTube following and concepts on how to make really good video. And the reason I teach concepts instead of actual algorithm strategy is because it's it's constantly changing. I mean, if you look at TikTok from just two years ago to where it is now, totally different. You can have 10-minute videos. Trends aren't as big on there anymore. I mean, people that have built followings on TikTok, me included, have really had really built it in that two-year-ago time frame, and now we're having to pivot. And so it's a constant pivot. 
just like the up and down roller coaster of business where you're constantly having to pivot and you know that you're going to experience, even if you're in a bad wave, you're going to get, get a good wave soon. If you're in a good wave, probably a bad wave is going to come. It's the same thing with algorithm, man. It's like, it's, it's a total roller coaster that you have to keep adapting to. And so that's also the biggest thing that I've seen basically on social media for sure. And then the other thing is that marketing, marketing is just a whole nother ball game and something that you have to learn and have to understand as you do get in business, especially if you are in a freelance or you're trying to create UGC videos for brands or you're trying to create your own products. And so along with marketing would come selling and just being good at sales and, and being able to hopefully connect with the people and hopefully provide as much value and over deliver to them as possible. And so this has just been one, some of those skills that I've been trying to work on within the last year and it had been totally foreign to me besides in my last job when I was basically trying to sell sobriety to folks in the criminal justice system, right? And that's what I kind of like to say that where my sales background came. But no, so so just working on and figuring out how to do sales, how to connect with people, how to over deliver to them, how to provide them the value that they're needing and and get them the results that they want and making sure that your product or your service is going to be that correct fit, super, super huge. I'm gonna transition now quick into some of the pros into becoming your own boss as a content creator or as an outdoor creator. And so, you know, number one is obviously creating your own schedule. I can film when I want. I can take days off when I want. I can go adventure when I when I really want to, but without having to ask anybody. Obviously, as your own boss, that is probably the best thing that you can do. I can work out when I want. I can eat when I want. Uh, and so that's probably been the most liberating thing to me because really, when you talk about making money or you talk about becoming your own boss or owning a business, the things that I'm after for, my, for myself is freedom. I want the freedom to be able to do an adventure when I want to go take off a day early during the week to go run and drive to the Grand Canyon to run rim, rim to rim to rim. Or if a buddy comes through and they want to climb midweek, I'm there and I can do that if I, if I really want to. So that has been awesome for me. Uh, the next thing is tax write-offs. So if you're not aware, when you become an outdoor creator, you establish a business, you can then write off a lot of the gear that you buy. You can write off a lot of the mileage that you're driving to for adventures and a whole bunch of other things. And what that simply means is that it lowers your tax liability. So let's say that you made 50 grand a year as an outdoor creator but you were tracking all of your expenses and you added them up and they were 10 grand of expenses. And so essentially what that means is that you only made your gross income was four, 40 grand for the year and that's what you're gonna get taxed on rather than the 50 grand. So, and so essentially all the gear that you're buying can be a tax write-off, a big expense, and so you don't feel as bad about it. <laughs> At least that's what I found out. Uh, the next thing is that you're not spending money on commuting because you're working basically from home. Uh, that's obviously what I've been doing for... The last nine months is working from home. I don't have to waste money on commuting. I don't have to waste time on commuting. And I get the comfort of my own home. I am wearing joggers right now. Although typically I like to actually get ready for the day because it makes me feel more productive. But yeah, I mean, you're definitely a big work from home. Once I got a taste of work from home at my other job where we were worked from home for 18 months, I could never go back. I, I absolutely love the work from home. I'm super productive with it. I know other people aren't because I think they get distracted by things. But for me, work from home is freaking awesome. 
Now, some of the cons though. Now, I just said, I just talked about how awesome work from home is, but one of the, the biggest things, one of the biggest cons with this is actually the fact that you don't have any coworkers. When I first moved to Oregon, my only friends nine years ago were my coworkers. This is the only people I knew. This is the only people I would hang out with every day because I would see them. I would do stuff with them after work. That was my friends. And essentially, that's how I made connections at this new place that I moved. Now I moved to a city in Wyoming, and I don't have any of those connections. And so it took a while for me to create friendships. Uh, because I simply just was not working with anybody. I, I would stay at home all week, and then how do, how do you meet people like that? And, and so what I was forced to do was have to meet people at the gym. I had to do uh, meet people at jujitsu, and that's where my friends have came from. But I really did realize, like, wow, a lot of my friends from Oregon did come from work, and I am really missing out on a lot of that because I am working from home. And then the second thing to this, again, I was just raving how much work from home is great, which I still would do. I still love work from home. I wouldn't want to not do it, but you are constantly at your house. And so if you can figure out a way to get out of the house, sometimes I'll go to the library to work. That can be quite powerful, but it, it does kind of feel pretty isolating, especially if you are in your house by yourself. You don't have a roommate. I have a really awesome roommate right now. And so that's super fun to jive with him when he comes back from classes. But other than that, when I was kind of, when I did this for a month by myself, it was super lonely. So be, making sure that you're connecting with people, at least via video or going out, studying somewhere else or, or doing your work somewhere else is, is quite critical. Now, the other con with, with being a content creator is that you feel like you constantly, at least I do, you constantly have to be doing something. And so what I mean by this is, is any type of downtime that you have is not really downtime. It's, it's I'm filling it with something that's going to increase my business or increase my skills as a content creator, or my outdoor skills, anything like that. Any amount of time that I have, I'm never wasting time. And so for some people, they don't like that. They they want to relax, and and that's why like a nine to five works really well for them because then they can, you know, come back after the job totally relaxed, not think about it, unplug, and then do it the next day. For me, I'm totally always on. But I do think that that is a huge trait that you do need as an entrepreneur or if you're owning your own business because if you don't have that discipline in some way, shape, or form, at least a little bit, you're probably not going to be successful. What I've found is that in business, you have to focus on the highest leverage things and time is huge leverage. So if you're wasting a lot of time, you're not going to be successful in business. I mean, that's just the way it is. Now, with that being said, I kind of wanted to talk about what my what a typical day looks like for chat as a content creator. So I would say that Monday through Thursday, this is exactly what I do to a T every single day, uh, most likely on Friday as well, depending if I am leaving for an adventure. But this is typically what it looks like. I will typically wake up anywhere from 5.15 to 6 o'clock. Typically, around 5.30, I would say, is quite average. And I haven't really set an alarm for the last few months. I just let my body sleep to as long as I want it to. And I just have such a routine that it's generally waking up at the same time each day. So I'll wake up. First thing that I do is a cold shower. And I'll get doused with that for a minute and a half. And I will come out. And then I will do my controlled articular rotations, which I've talked about in the injury podcast. I'll do those weighted. And then I will do a three-minute just kind of affirmation meditation. 
and then I'm straight into work. And typically I'm working by about a quarter after six. In the morning, I will try and get all of my creative work done because that's when my brain is firing the best. And that's, uh, as a creator, that you gotta figure out like when is your creative juices flowing the best? Mine is always in the morning. I am the most productive from 6 a.m. to 11 a.m. every single day. And so I basically try to get my hardest tasks, my most creative tasks done in that first few hours of the day. And one thing that I learned from Andrew Huberman, which is a really good podcast, is the fact that 90-minute work blocks. And so I'll try to set a timer most of the time. Sometimes I'll forget, but I'll set a timer for 90 minutes. I'll work the 90 minutes, then I'll take some type of small break, whether that's going to eat, whether that's taking a walk in the morning, something like that I will do in the morning every 90 minutes or so. So I'll try to work in 90-minute blocks. And so yeah, so in the morning, uh, typically after one or two of those 90-minute blocks, I will take a walk, get my sunlight, hopefully, if it's sunny out, uh, to start the day off right. I'll come back. Typically, I'll eat. I usually like to do a 14-hour fast, which isn't really that much. I know a lot of people are doing a lot more, but 14 hours seems to work for me. And for breakfast every morning, I'm having oatmeal with a bunch of really good stuff in it. And people have asked me about this, so I'll, I'll say what I what I put in it. It's basically oatmeal, chia seeds, honey, blueberries, collagen, creatine, beta alanine now because I'm I'm trying to prep for R3, rim to rim to rim, protein powder, trying to think of what, oh, and peanut butter. So those are typically all the things that I have in my oatmeal. And then I'll also have one egg with some greens, kimchi, some nutritional yeast. Man, I sound like a psycho, huh? Salt. And, oh, avocado, half an avocado. So that's my breakfast right there every morning. Now, I'll go back, do another work block, 90 minutes. And typically after that is when I will then go to the gym for my first workout of the day. And that is anything from, it could be a run, it could be a CrossFit workout, it could be, uh, I don't know, freaking, it could be just a sauna, it could be yoga, it could be weightlifting, any of that. But what I'll do is I'll actually ride my bike about two miles to the gym, do that and then ride my bike back, come back, and then eat lunch, come back, do another 90-minute work block, and now in the afternoon, I start to get a little more laggy. My brain starts to short out just a little bit more, but I'll start to get a little more laggy, and after that is when I will yeah, do some more of my admin work, such as you know doing accounting and QuickBooks or emailing people or responding to comments on my Instagram, which I always take very super seriously because I, I really, really value my community, especially on Instagram because everybody on there is awesome. And then typically around five or so, I will do a, either like a second workout or I'll do a walk. Uh, two days a week, I'll go to jujitsu. So I'll bike another couple miles to jujitsu, do jujitsu till about seven, bike back, or I'll take another walk or I'll do a sauna. Any, any type of accommodation of that. But typically I'm moving or I'm doing things, doing kind of two types of workouts every every day. Get home, eat dinner. Well, let's let's rewind for a second. If I'm doing just a brief workout, it'll just be like kind of a break at five or so. And usually I'm typically working till about eight o'clock now. And I know in a previous podcast, I said that I quit everything at by six, but I'm actually able to now go push past that a little bit and man, it's just like when you're driven and you have a passion and you have these goals that you want to hit, uh, I seem to not get burnt out, at least for me. And so I'm kind of in that sprint while I can right now. I don't have a, I'm single 
And so I can do that. I don't have to pay attention to anybody. I can do what I really want to do. So I will keep plowing away till about eight o'clock. But typically what I'm doing from about six to eight o'clock is I'm watching or I'm learning something, whether that is a video or again, I'm doing more admin work, but I'm typically trying to work on my business instead of in my business. I'm trying to learn something. I'm trying to, I'm watching video. It's my way of relaxing. And then from eight o'clock to about 8.50, I am actually watching some kind of video that I enjoy, whether that's the 50, whether that's Primal Outdoors, anything like that, that's actually kind of relaxing. 8.50, I get in, take a warm shower, get out by about nine, and then I'm in bed and I am, and then I'm journaling my time through the day. What, what happened during that. It's actually really interesting. Journaling's been pretty cool. I've actually looked forward to it. It's cool to look back on how you were a few months ago or just even a few weeks ago. You can start developing patterns in yourself as well. So that's been pretty powerful for me. And then I will write about eight affirmations, same ones almost every single night. And then I'll read for 15 minutes and then it's lights out. And then I do it all over again. That's basically Monday through Thursday, usually Friday as well unless I am going on an adventure. Now, weekends, especially in the summer, are super busy. I am tr- usually traveling somewhere to do climbs or runs or something like that. Winter's gonna be a little bit different. We'll, we'll see how that goes in Laramie. But that's kind of what my schedule really looks like now. So then what are the things that I'm working on going forward? So I have a few things. Number one is I want to grow my email list. And uh, this has been super important to me because especially as a content creator, you know that most of your posts that you post, even if you, I have 43,000 followers right now, my posts only get seen by like 1% of those people. And so I like to keep direct contact with my audience, typically by an email list. So yeah, if you are interested in joining my email list, go right ahead, it's, it'll be in the show notes below. And that is just going to provide you a ton of exclusive content that I don't post either on my social channels or on my podcast or anything like that. This is totally exclusive to the newsletter. So I'll leave a link down below for that. I only send it twice a month, so I'm definitely not spamming you. The other thing that I'm working on going forward is basically saving as much money as possible. And my goal is to eventually buy a house in the town that I'm living in right now. And the, the vehicle, the, the way that I'm doing that is I've always been really good at money, but the way that I'm doing that right now is I'm shuttling a lot of my extra cash into what are called treasury bills or T-bills. This is on treasurydirect.com. You're getting about a 5.3% return on these right now. And especially if you're living in a state that has high state taxes, this is like a no brainer to park some of your cash in because you don't get taxed at the state level. So I'm putting a bunch of money there, leaving it there for the year, and hopefully by next year, 2024, mid-2024 or 2025, I will then essentially deploy the money to to buy a house. A few more things that I'm working on going forward is I'm really trying to work on my business instead of in my business. And so what that means is I'm essentially just making time to learn. As a business owner, you always are, are feeling that you're behind the curb if you're not at least I do, if I'm not working in my business and I'm not going forward and doing all this other stuff. But the thing that I oftentimes forget is that you, if you learn some type of skill, that will exponentially increase your productivity or your results in your business. And so you are still almost working in your business if you are working on it. And so having a strategy and, and learning new skills is really going to expand my business. But oftentimes we 
at least me, I'm kind of short-sighted and I don't look at the long-term vision of that, which usually I'm really good at looking at long-term things. But when it comes to your own business, you're, at least for me, I'm just like, I got to do this. I got to do this. I got to, and, and so I have to take more time out for learning. I also really want to grow my YouTube. I'm trying to get YouTube to 10,000 subscribers and I'm at almost 6,000 right now. This has been the slowest social media growth for me out of all of my platforms, but it's the most fun to create on for me. And I absolutely love doing the longer form videos. So trying to get that to 10K, I think that would be absolutely rad in 2024. And then the other thing is that I wanna start going on expeditions and filming actual expeditions with my nice camera, with my drone, and getting even more equipment going. I'm super stoked to to start doing that. I'm hoping that I, I get hired to do like a, a documentary style video for somebody and I would just tag along with them on the video on the expedition. They don't even have to get video of me. It's just I video them going on the expedition and I'm there. Basically, I want to be exactly like Jimmy Chin. And like that is the quintessential person that I want to be like. That is my total idol. I want to do everything like him and, and, you know, essentially getting onto these expeditions, like I said, not actually filming me on them so much as I'm filming someone else doing an expedition. I think that would be pretty freaking rad. And that's it. That's it to becoming an outdoor creator. I hope you learned a lot of good stuff. Let me know what you thought about this episode. And if you'd like to hear more episodes like this in the future, we'll see you for the next podcast.